Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. Listen again for the good news of Jesus Christ for us today from the Gospel of Matthew in the 28th chapter. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly, there was an earthquake. For an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, And his clothing was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and they became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, So come and see the place where he lay. Now then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left a tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them there and said, Greetings. And they came to him, and they took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and sisters to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Easter Sunday is full of joy, isn't it? The long winter is mostly behind us. Spring is in bloom, so my allergies can fully attest. Some have come in their Easter finest this bright morning. Most of us have full bellies from that wonderful Easter breakfast. This chancel is filled with beautiful, fresh flowers. It's joy. Joy. Yesterday, my girls were at an Easter egg hunt that was hosted by the Civic Club at the beautiful Riverfront Park. And now we have more candy in our house than on Halloween. And I think from them, they would attest great joy 
comes with Easter. Maybe you have another Easter meal ahead of you today. Maybe some of you have family and friends to see. Easter is a time of joy. Brian's trumpet proclaimed it. And Susan sinned our spirits soaring with that triumphant music. We began with shouts that he is risen. He is risen indeed. There is so much joy. And unlike Palm Sunday, where our shouts of Hosanna, we know, turn to crucify him. On Easter, the only turn is from death to life and life everlasting. Alleluia. Alleluia. He is risen. And there is reason for all of this joy. And look, look what Easter has done. Easter has brought each of us together into this place. That's an extraordinary thing if you really think about it, all the places we could be. And Easter has brought us together into a community, into a community that is celebrating the hope of Jesus Christ. And you know what? It's not just us. Because across the world, this very day, Christians are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. Right now, in a little country church, right now in a church that is the size of a stadium, right now in churches made out of mud and stick in East Africa, in secret churches, worshiping out of fear of persecution in China and North Korea. Jesus Christ is being worshipped and praised for he is risen. There are on Easter Russian Christians and Ukrainian Christians on opposite sides of a battlefield that was once someone's home in Ukraine who are celebrating the resurrection. There are chaplains on ships on the Mediterranean and, in fact, on every ocean on this globe that are leading sailors in this moment in celebrating the hope of the resurrection. And it is a time of joy. Jesus, who was crucified, dead, buried, rose again from the dead in body and in spirit. The traditional Christian belief is that Jesus promises then to do the same for all of us. And Easter is the proof that backs up our hope. He went through it first, and now he will bring us all through death to new life. And so great joy. But for all of the joy of Easter, in the gospel story that we heard, From Matthew, there actually seems to be more fear than joy. There is more fear than joy at the tomb of the resurrected Jesus. There were guards watching Jesus' tomb because they were afraid that the disciples would come in the night and steal his body and then tell everybody that he had been raised from the dead. Those very same guards then shook and became like dead men themselves out of fear. 
when the angel arrived like lightning and rolled back the stone. The angel sensed fear in Mary and Mary when they saw him. And when they turned around and they saw Jesus, he felt their fear upon seeing alive the man that they saw crucified and laid in that tomb. The women went to tell the disciples all that they had seen, and it says that they left with fear and great joy. Fear and joy are probably not emotions that we think of together, but they are the reaction to the resurrection and the angel that came to make it clear. Fear and joy can exist side by side. Anybody like to ride roller coasters? Yeah. And you know that feeling, what it feels like as that car chugs up to the top. And just on the top, you're peering over. A little bit of fear, a little bit of joy. <laughs> Unless it's just all terror, then uh, no joy there. It's exhilarating if you like that kind of thing. Fear and joy. The time that I went skydiving, there was fear as the plane climbed to a higher altitude, and there was joy. There was definitely fear as I looked out the open door at the landscape swirling below. Fear and joy. That feeling of flight. When Ellen and I found out that we were going to be parents, oh boy, fear and great joy. We, we knew everything about our lives was going to change, but we did not know what to expect. Would the baby be healthy? Were we ready? Fear, but great joy, side by side. At the resurrection, there is fear and there is joy because everything is about to change and we don't know what to expect. What does it all mean? What, what happened there that morning? What does it mean for us today? And can we so imagine the power of the resurrection today that it causes in us fear and great joy? The story of the resurrection centers around death, the death of Jesus. Death is something that can cause fear. There's uncertainty about death. Uncertainty can cause fear. Not knowing what's ahead, not knowing what to expect, how to prepare, which can cause some fear. I, I imagine there are folks here who have some fear about, about change in your life. There's a, there's a certain comfort that comes in predictability. And change, well, change changes that. And that can be scary. In our family, we, we are feeling some of that ourselves. With all the, the change that, that we are facing. Can anybody relate to that? Yeah, maybe some of you are, are feeling a little nervous or maybe a little fearful about a, a pastoral transition 
What will that mean for the church? What will it mean for you? There is a change coming. There may be some fear about the unknown. In our family, we know that change is coming. We don't know when. We don't know where. Where will the Navy send us? When will we find out? Where will we live? What will work look like? What about friends? What about community? The only thing that we do know is that there is a change coming. And everything else is out of our control. And that is a little scary. Fear is natural in many circumstances, even ones where God is showing up in such a big way. And I think in a way that fear serves to tell us that something big is happening, something significant. Those who witness the angel and the empty tomb, I think they are right to feel fear. For this is the single most significant moment in all of history. And they are the ones who see it. They are the only ones who see it up close. That was probably a little terrifying and amazing. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary was the mother of James and Joseph. They had already been through a terrifying traumatic experience, and they saw Jesus, whom they loved, captured, beaten, humiliated, and then killed before their very eyes. It was a living nightmare, a great fear realized. They saw their hope destroyed. And now what? What are they supposed to do now? With the Sabbath over, they they went to the tomb, and they were expecting... Death, you know, the thing that tombs exist to hold. I suspect they were expecting some sadness too. I mean, you remember we talked about all of the weeping at Lazarus's tomb? They were not expecting what happened at the tomb, and what happened scared them. Because first, there was an earthquake. There was an earthquake. An earthquake is a pretty unsettling event, even a minor one. Has anyone ever experienced an earthquake? It, it's, a strange, it's such a strange experience. It's unlike anything else. I once saw, felt a very minor earthquake when I was living in Kenya. And at first I thought there was just something wrong with me. Because I wasn't expecting to suddenly feel the earth moving. That's the scary thing about earthquakes. You don't have much notice. You're just cooking eggs. Suddenly the earth moves, as it did in Haiti in 2010. And when it stopped moving just 35 seconds later, 160,000 people were dead. That's terrifying. That was significant. The women were prepared for sadness. They were expecting the ordinariness of death. But Not fear. They were not expecting an earthquake. And the earth quaked because an angel was coming down from heaven. Now, I don't think they were expecting that. And that angel was rolling back the stone from the tomb. And Matthew says the angel's appearance was like lightning. Okay, 
So earthquake, right? Some fear around there. Then what they saw was a being coming from heaven where lightning bolts come from, but then standing there like lightning. Now that had to be scary. Have you ever been close to lightning? You did. (laughs) I'm glad you're still here to testify. It's probably good that most of us have not been that close to lightning, because I think if you're that close to lightning, it's probably going to change your life. You remember Michael Harris, our neighborhood street preacher who died just a couple months ago? He was struck by lightning 36 years ago. And I'll tell you, if Moss is telling you the story, he was struck twice. (laughs) Mike and his wife had just been grocery shopping. And as he was about to get in his car, he was struck by lightning on the top of his head, and it knocked him clean across the street. He cracked his sternum. He spent just a day in the hospital, but that changed his life forever. He was never the same after that. Gave his life a new purpose. And that purpose was to tell the community about the power of God in his own way. The angel who came to Jesus' tomb had the appearance of lightning. And that's scary. Think about what these women experienced. The earth shaking. A being that looks like flashes of lightning. The men in the story, the guards, all armored up, spears and swords. What happened to them? They just passed out, out of fear. The the women were afraid, but not scared to death, like the guards. This bolt of lightning angel then just perched on top of the stone and just sat there, flashing. He came to show them that Jesus was not there. And he said, do not be afraid, which is probably the understatement of all time. He said, I know what you are looking for. You're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. But he's not here because he's risen. Just like he said, come and see. And that's a little scary. The man who was dead has been raised. The resurrection itself causes fear. It's greater than the earthquake. It's greater than the angel. Because it is the power of God to bring new life anywhere, everywhere. Even new life from death. The power of God to raise the dead. That changes everything. The women went to tell the disciples, and then they saw Jesus themselves, and they were afraid. But don't you think that's the, the, what, their greatest hope, their greatest joy realized? What more could they have possibly wanted or hoped for? But they did not expect, and it brought them fear and great joy. And that fear, though, didn't stop them from worshiping. That fear didn't stop them from believing. That, steer, that fear did not stop them from going out to testify, to tell what they had seen, what they had experienced, having no idea how it would be received, what people would think of them with this tale. They were afraid, 
But they went anyway because they were strong and courageous. They went with fear, but they went with even greater joy. Fear and joy side by side on Easter morning. The resurrection does change everything about everything for everybody. Because we no longer have to live bound by that fear of death. We no longer have to live in fear of, of punishment for our sin or, or some past mistakes. We no longer have to say goodbye forever, but only goodbye for now. The resurrection frees us from fear. So we can try new things and we can fail because you know what? There is now new life. We can risk the broken hearts that come from loving someone because, well, there is everlasting life, a great reunion. We can begin again and again and again. We can change. We can seek new relationships. We can seek new ventures, not knowing what our future will look like because we know that no matter what, the new life is always ahead. And that new life will be good. It will be made by the love of God. And so that frees us to give our whole lives away, all of it, all of it, over to God. And that is admittedly scary and requires faith. It demands trust. But for as much fear as there is around the resurrection and in our lives, the word of God through his angel is this. Do not be afraid. The word of God from the risen Christ is this. Do not be afraid. Instead, go. Tell the world. He's risen. And so let us follow Mary and Mary as they follow him, sure, with some great fear but fear that does not hold them back. And so let us go with them in great joy, for he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.